Welcome to the Spicy Boys Podcast. Let's get spicy. The boys are back in town, murdering the the podcast game. That's that's no, don't murder anything. That's not good. That's that's uh, he get uh, he get thrown in jail. Murder. We are don't murder. Uh, don't use drugs. Don't play with matches, kids. We are officially against murder now. Well, I've always been against it, but we are, are stating that on on the record. Against murder. We skipped a week because we have a lot to talk about. We do. We You're ca- in trouble. Always. <laughs> we, you know that scene in The Last Fast and the Furious when uh, Vin Diesel and Paul, Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Walker, Walker, they were in the same road and started forking. Yeah. And then there, there's a beautiful song playing in the yeah. background that goes something along the lines of, it's been a long time without you, my friend. Mm-hmm. How's the rest of the song go, Jeff? Something, something, something. But I'll tell all, you all, all about in the it end. when I see <laughs> you <laughs> again. again. <laughs> not so granny fit. shifting, not double clutching <laughs> like you should. Um, I'm trying to... Nothing sad. <laughs> so, so like, I'm gonna say something like really depressing. I feel like we had there was three cars in the road. My car, 2012 Chevy Cruze LE. 2002 two Jeep Wrangler LE. That's actually sport. Sport. Yeah. You know, Indiana edition. Then there's the 2013 2013 Dart Charger five five speed. By the way, Dodge Dart. Dodge, dodge, yeah, dodge, dodge. Don't try to church my car up. Dodge, dodge, dart. I can't say it. Dodge, dart. Twenty thirteen, in that midnight blue. And we're just manual cru- transmission. And we're just you know, cruising on I thirty five. Then it forks at three roads. <laughs> Question is, which ways? Are, which way are you guys going? My road led up to Zilka Park for work. <laughs> Your road, Brad's road, went to the road of being a year older. That's true. Yeah. The road of life. D-Day road. But Ryan's road Where took him all the way up in the East Coast. To the, to the Big Apple. The Big Apple. The city so nice they named it twice. New York, New York. That's New York City, New York State, 10108. Did you guys ever see Stick Stickly? <laughs> what? What is that? What is that word? <laughs> Sorry. That was my childhood. I didn't mean to take away from the moment. What is Stick Stickly, though? He was that popsicle stick on Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, I remember. And he'd bump that. up and down and go, Stick Stickly here. Yeah. And then he'd tell people to mail in stuff and he'd be like, New York City, New York <laughs> State, 10108. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. That's uh that's that's Brad who drives the uh, Wrangler. <laughs> Two thousand two. 
So I do have one funny story to tell. So for for the podcast listeners. So I'm walking in to see Roma, the Alfonso Cuarón movie. Before I start, why were you in? Uh, I went New to York? New York to go to the the film New York Film Festival. And how long were you there? I was there for eleven days. And how many movies did you see in eleven days? Fourteen. So did you should add up the minutes you were in yeah. theaters. I was in it quite a bit, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, so I'm I'm walking in to see Alfonso Cuarón's new Roma movie. Uh huh. And um, I'm walking, and there's a gentleman in front of me who's wearing a, a denim shirt and denim jeans, just like I usually do. I'm like, oh, man, that guy's got good style. Canadian, man. And Canadian. Uh, so he turns to give his ticket to, like, the ticket taker, and I'll be damned if it's not Michael Shannon. Ooh. Going to see Roma. And I was like, from now on, for the rest of my life, that'll be the... Anytime I talk about Roma, I'll be like... the night, the night If I ever tell a story about that night, it'll start out with... It was the night where I walked into Roma right in behind Michael Shannon. How many, uh, how many celebrities did you see? A ton. They come out in like waves for that like festival. okay can you can you name them all i mean maybe give me give me like 10 uh, but so don't name drop don't just give us some names <laughs> uh my uh sofia coppola oh god was there um just celebrities that jonah you, hill that you saw not talk to because that's a whole separate conversation yeah. jonah hill um let's see chris nolan there let's <laughs> see chris nolan uh Michael Stuhlbarg, the guy from Call Me By Your Name, the dad uh-huh. in it, he was there. Um, I saw, God, I'm like blanking now. I'm See Jack Black? Because Brad saw Jack Black <laughs> one time. So I've heard. Yeah. Have you guys seen him? <laughs> no, you missed him. <laughs> I've never seen Jack Black, but I want to. Who, uh, who did you talk to, though, celebrity-wise? I'm going to leave that for another. That's a non podcast conversation uh, I want that out well, on the waves so will you will you go back again I think I would I think it'd be a little while before I did it what's cool about that festival though is that it's the only major festival in the world that doesn't have it's it's not a competition and there's no marketplace so nobody's trying to sell anything and nobody's trying to confuse compete for like the best picture award or anything like that so oh, it's literally cool. just like an appreciation of the movies that are there in terms of being you're there 14 days you said two weeks 11 days 11 sorry 11 days is that was it did it get to a point where it was like movie overload where you like all right I want- so the first two days i went and saw three movies the first day and then two movies the next day and after that i was like oh man i don't know if i'm going to be able to like continue at this pace and so I started, uh, well, I like, I think that Sunday I took the, I, I didn't go see any movies, but I went to do that Sleep No More, mm-hmm. which is that interactive theater experience. That's where you were sending pictures? What is that? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's in a hotel, it's in a four story hotel and, um, you buy a ticket and then you go and it's like all like Great Gatsby kind of themed Then you put a mask on and then they just have. They just like put you in an elevator and you come out and it's just like, it's this, 
interactive theater thing. So there's all these stories going on, like all at, on all these different levels. Like and you v- just like walk around, like VR. Like, no, it's real life. Oh, and so you just walk around, and like you can watch like from any angle that you like. You can like you know you can follow characters if you want to like. And so, like, everybody's experience of this story is different. And it was it was a blast. Was it... Have, uh, have, you, have, have you been to any, like, any other major film fest before? I mean, I went to Fantastic Fest, South by Southwest, Austin um, Film Festival, but... But outside the... Outside of... Mm, yeah. Uh, Austin. Was New York Film Fest any different from other, like, fests? It was much more relaxed. I felt yeah. like, yeah. Were you expecting that to be? I mean, to be like much more relaxed. Was it? No. What? Okay. Uh, I didn't know what. Well, I was worried because I was like, "Oh man, it's New York City. Like, it's a super busy place." Oh man, you know, like hey. there's so much going is on all there? the time. I'm walking here. I mean, the the city itself is busy, but the the they did a good <laughs> job of like making you feel like it was it was like a pretty relaxed environment so, inside the theaters. How about in terms of getting to and from theater? It's multiple theaters, I assume, right? They were all within a block of each other. There was like four theaters. I wondered that if it was going to be. Yeah. Like, where did you stay? Like, were you close to? I, I, it took me three minutes to walk from Henry's apartment oh, over to See? the film festival. It was a, it was insane. Like I was like. I'm picturing your New York trip just like, you know, just like a movie set they shoot in New York. <laughs> like the guy with the cool messenger bag and walking with a. With the Thunderbird hat on. With the Thunderbird hat on. And I, I did walk. Coffee. and There was three days in the trip that I walked over eight miles. Just like my boy, M. <laughs> <laughs> Which you look like when you arrived today. Right? <laughs> he had his hoodie over. I was like, what up, M? Looking like B-Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had fun, though. Well, uh, I want you Go ahead. Well, I was curious. Would you be willing to... Tell, Take us there. Tell us <laughs> what your favorite film was at the oh, festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, what's cool about the fest too is that they do kind of like a mix of, so half of the movies are new releases and half of them are um, uh, like retrospective movies. So like really old movies that they've like restored and done. And my favorite new movie that I saw was actually this movie called Happy as Lasaro, and it's this Italian movie about this um, family who work for this tobacco company, like out on this tobacco farm, and they're like living in this like basically tobacco plantation, and that movie was ins- like, I don't you, it, the less you know about it, the better I think it is. But it, while I was there, it actually got bought by Netflix, oh so God. it'll be released on Netflix in November. But, um, I mean, I saw If Beale Street Could Talk, I saw At Eternity's End. Oh, one of the celebrities I saw, Chris Oscar Nolan. Isaac. <gasps> That's one of my this is so, the funniest part of it, so he was there for like the intro of the movie and stuff like that. Yeah. And he walked up with, uh, so everybody was like in full on tuxes. And then he was, um, he was in this like really tacky like Christmas sweater, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." I just watched Ex Machina uh, a couple days Did ago you? again, man. Yeah, and I was just such a solid actor, such a solid actor. Dude's great, but did you hear the news? No. Oh he's my gonna god, take a, he's he... gonna take a year off of acting. 
Okay, well, I can deal with that. Oh, that's okay. I thought it was going to be a It's bad always news. worse than that, man. Taking a year off is one thing. <laughs> yeah. Getting into controversy um, of yeah. t- today's I do want to see uh, that new movie. I guess that's what the movie he was promoting. Operation Finale. No, 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 no. Yeah. He was there. There's, there's a movie about Vincent Van Gogh, uh, and William Dafoe plays Vincent Van Gogh, and it's about the last days of his life. Oh, it's a movie was really good. And then the other, we'll see if Beale Street could talk, Roma, and then um, there was one more. Oh, I saw High Life, which you guys would love. Who's in that? Robert Pattinson and okay. Mia Goth are both in it. As well as Juliette Binoche, and it's a sci-fi movie, Ooh. but it's made by this um, French director named Claire Denis. She's like one of the best like female directors working today. But she, um, it's all about these. Um, so it's these. It's this group of people who are up in this the spaceship, and they've been up there for years, but they're all hardened criminals. <laughs> And it's like a diversion program from like getting executed is they like send all these people out. And man, Wait, it is super, that's so super crazy. How was, uh, well, you mentioned, how was Roma? Oh man, it was so good. It's like, you didn't see it's first got some children of men. Yeah. Oh. Some children hey, of men styles. That was Space, that was Spice X for me. Oh, I know. Of men. I think you'll love it, dude. Hey, go <sighs> see it. I heard they're doing a big theatrical release of it, so make sure you see it in theaters. Man. Is it out now, or is it going to be? It's, I think it hits Netflix like mid-December, but they'll be doing the theater <sighs> oh, release. Is this the one you said Netflix before. bought? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Wow. Te- they bought Happy as Lazaro. Yeah, they had was... Roma for a long time, even before the film. Oh. Any film that... Yeah. Did not ex- like kind of like. Uh, like you, you, did you watch a bad movie? Yeah. You did you watch it. a bad movie? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to say which one? Yeah. So <laughs> it was part of the retrospective, and it was uh, Clint Eastwood's debut, directorial debut, called "Play Misty for Me," and like it wasn't like bad, but it well, was just like in the grand scheme of things, I was like, yeah, well, this doesn't really fit compared to what you watched that week or those yeah. two weeks or whatever. Um, Oh, and I saw that that Filipino movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You talk, you're talking about that. Is that coming out? It's on Filmstruck. Okay. It's it's not like they're not like re-releasing it. It was okay. just part of the retrospective. Let's all watch it, and I'll do the uh, the subtitles live for you guys. There we go. So you're you're hearing two languages at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff snare dub Jeff dubbing it. Yeah, I'll do the foley, all that stuff live. Did you see First Man? No. Uh, it wasn't playing? No, it wasn't part of the fest. Someone did. Yeah. Someone. Who, who saw it? The B-Day boy. B-Day B-Rab with the O2 Wrangler Sport. <laughs> yeah. Saw it. Enjoyed it. Go see it. That's all I'm going to say. Best picture? Chris Chris texted me. I was working. He, he said, dude, leave week two right now. Go see First Man. Uh, he, oh, did he? He went and saw it too. I was it's, like, "All right, dude, I'm gonna tell you." He exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I, for me, I'm not saying everyone's gonna feel that way, but for me, for sure. But I'm a big, you know, we're yeah. all sci- you and I at least are sci-fi fans, so it's mm-hmm. like, but you know, I'm hoping. 
Okay, I, I I've only seen trailer the trailer. Yeah, and I love how it's very they use a lot of practical stuff. Yes, it reminded me a lot of the Interstellar Interstellar shots. Yeah, when it came to the actual like sh- the space shuttle and stuff. But like I'm hoping that it's not a b- well. It, it's about Neil. I, I, I'm hoping it's more about Neil Armstrong than the actual moon landing. That's kind of yeah, yeah. Brad's well, I don't I don't want to say too much. The movie just came out, <laughs> yeah. so I don't want to give away too much. But it's like there's more than just what you already know in terms of like the moon landing. You know what it is, yeah, right. Yeah. There's more there's more depth to the movie. So Ooh. but real Ooh. quick I, do you want to say again audio design on that? Yeah. Woo! 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 The audio is so fantastic. You go see it in IMAX. See, I wanted to see it in IMAX. We settled for the um comfy chairs at the Mueller draft house. Yeah. But I will go see it again in IMAX with you guys yeah. if you guys are gonna go see it Let's for do sure. It. I think so. I probably will. You guys want to try to go this week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh show. I, I there was a lot of scenes I wish I could have seen in IMAX. So we'll do it. So you had a pretty good birthday though. You know, movies, good food. You got a little bit of film. What what will my dad some 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 a new camera? When my father asked me, uh, what are you going to do for your birthday? I said food, food, booze and movies or movie. So yeah, booze. Basically, food. Like, I'm just I know. Spiky. Food, <laughs> food, booze, booze. with a Z, <laughs> with a Z, and movies. And movies. You're 32. 32. Oh man. Hey, uh, ask Sarah how old I am. Because Sarah, when I got home uh, that Friday, or maybe it was my on my birthday, she looked at me and she goes, "Oh, real quick, are you 31 or 32?" <laughs> Which I thought was, I mean, not a big deal to me, but no. as as a girlfriend of mine of almost five years, <laughs> she thinks she would know my birthday or my birth age. So, hey, you look good for thirty two. You look great, man. Thanks, guys. Real you, proud of you. You look, you look, you look thirty one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling thirty two. <laughs> Taylor Swift song. Was she there? Very appropriate. She was. Oh. But I wasn't there yet. T Swift was there. Yeah, she was there for opening night. Her boyfriend was in that. Who's her boyfriend? Uh, Joe, the guy who was in Billy Long's or Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, the Angley movie. The which movie? Billy Flynn's Halftime Walk. I've never, I haven't seen it. It's a, it's, it's it's crazy. But he's also in the favorite, which is the guy who made the Lobster. It's his new movie. Oh, and so she was apparently at the opening night. Is he? uh, Is he? Is he a handsome looking dude? I never. I I think he is. I don't know. Okay. I mean, question is. Sure, he is. <laughs> if he has money, then he's handsome. Yeah, he has money, but <laughs> does he have? Is he the white rhino? Hey, speaking of the white rhino, what's up? That's a killer shirt you got on there, yeah. buddy. Thanks, man. It's white. You want to tell black the, letters? the listeners what shirt are you wearing right now? Got yeah, my A twenty four Films LLC, established two thousand twelve, New York, New York. I, I like the simplicity behind I know. it. That's a nice. That's a nice. Yeah. Uh, gotta get a get minimal rep, shirt. Rep my favorite distribution company. You know. Yeah. It's good I looking can, shirt. I can see you working there. Maybe one day we're working on it. It's the Spicy Boys model. Oh, yeah. 
But uh, you know enough about that though. Wait, real quick, just because, <laughs> just real quick. If you do go apply, will you just slap your resume down and it just says I am the white rhino? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell I'll tell you guys my plan. I got a plan now. This is what I'm working towards. It might be my secret. Uh, maybe I should keep it secret. <laughs> I was gonna say, say if it's a secret, let's let's keep it a secret. Yeah. Or For tell now. us. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. After I accomplish it, I'll tell everybody on the podcast what my plan was. Because I don't want anybody stealing my idea. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. What's that? <laughs> so, how you doing? Dude, I am so good. You yeah. had a you had what? a wild you've had a wild ride couple, past couple weeks. Wild huh? wild wild country. Check out the documentary. Wild wild west. Wild wild west. Chicka chicka so wild wild Will west. Smith. So we speaking of Will Smith. You guys seen the teaser for Aladdin? No. <gasps> Wait, Will Smith's in Aladdin. He's a genie. I did not know the live that. action. Yeah, they they released a teaser of well, the live action Aladdin. It's, it's like yeah, the who, teaser didn't who, show anything about him. Is Guy Ritchie directing uh-huh. Aladdin? Yeah. Yes. You gotta be. How do how does a guy who has that many flops in a row get hired to do a live hey. action Disney movie? He's 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 safe. <laughs> did, did he like earn his stripes by dating Madonna for so long? He dated Madonna. <laughs> he was married to her for maybe, like years. Maybe, maybe that's why he got Aladdin. <laughs> I can I show know. you the world. Teach you. So, do you guys wonder. know you know who's playing Aladdin? Um, who is playing one? No. Um, that kid from Silicon Valley. The kid from Silicon Valley? Yeah. Wait. Which kid? Jin, Jun Yang? Jun Yang? <laughs> no. Not the Asian kid. Oh. Dinesh. No way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I was like, there's no way, man. He, I don't think he would play that. Camille no. Nanjiani? No. Man, but yeah, you guys should watch cool. it. The, the teaser. It's, who it's is? Good. I saw the Aladdin, teaser. Though. It didn't um, show anyone, right? It's this handsome dude who looks like Aladdin. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. when you said that, I was like, I thought it showed his face yeah. in the teaser. Um, Seth. No, never mind. I don't want to. Damn hi- it! I'll, I'll say Seth Rogen's in it, but it, I'm ta- it's the Lion King. I'm, Seth Rogen's in Lion King remake. <laughs> I don't want to. I do have to say though, Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney movies. Oh yeah, just gotta say that. Great, great. It's got some great music in it. Um, but tell us about what you've been doing. Working, man. Yeah, where you been working? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so we talked about New York Film Festival. Yeah, thirty-second well, birthday. Also, I was a kind of a part of your weekend, yeah. your first weekend. But let's 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 bring it back to Texas. Um, did the well? Obviously, you guys know did the the Beto rally in Austin, and they liked what we did, so they said, hey. You guys wanna? Um, do you guys wanna do the uh, the Beto rally in Houston? Ooh, I knew this. I missed. So I said, ooh, and I said, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better. Yeah, I didn't say that. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so I did that with uh, Shaky Graves. Um, NBD, Bun, Bun, Bun B, Bun B, yeah, man, was dude. he representing? Oh yeah, H Town. Oh, yeah. Um, I was gonna wear my what's... Astros cap tonight, <laughs> but I You're... look kind of goofy in it. So what was, so what was your What was your job during that time? Director. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you throw that out there. I know oh, you're yeah. trying to like hide that, but I don't like talking about myself. About I know you don't. Yeah, and 
You want me to talk about you for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I did that. Then I met, I met, I met, I met the man himself. Well, not I shook his hand. You, you need to put that photo up on the uh, on the Spicy Boys Instagram. Yeah, I'm let, gonna, let people yeah. know what you're about. So after that, we uh, well, Brad, I mean Brad did the ACL Austin That's City awesome Limits photos. Music Festival. Yeah. Was it? it was is it? Was it a, just a dream? I have to say the festival went really well. Uh, first and foremost, well, the music was great. Yeah, that's always the most important. But second, it did not actually rain that much, which was no. like always the downfall to these music festivals. So yeah, yeah. From for, for a production standpoint, it's like, who did you like? On the, oh, Brad, me and Brad were working on one stage, and who? What? I just start naming artists. That was our, our stage. Um. Who uh, I, the most I memorable Nelly, Nelly yeah well, Nelly. okay so N- Nelly so was Instagram video Nelly show was awesome for yeah. me I hope I hope you liked it you had, you yeah. had your bandaid on oh yeah as I you was, were directing I was directing Nelly I had to put a bandaid on what was the point of his bandaid I never really understood I think he said that. something about his brother or something yeah like never forget bro or something yeah something about a brother but I don't know if that was like his brother brother but the bandaid I got was so big that it went from like my nose all the way like almost my ear <laughs> there was um. <laughs> Also, uh, Sylvan Esso. So Sylvan Esso show. We I filmed Sylvan Esso when we were in Houston for the uh, In Bloom. Yeah, used to be Free Press Summerfest, yeah. turned into In Bloom during the day. I I, I listened to Sylvan Esso before uh-huh. film, so I, I've been following her for, or them for a while. But uh, that show was great, and you know I knew the music; it was awesome. But it was during the day, the night show, which was like. The light show involved, yeah, so amazing. much better. I would say like it was about five times better. Oh yeah, for with for being at night. So I think that yeah. was a good. I was kind of like already assuming that it was just going to be a this the same show already filmed. Yeah, but man, great job. There's some bands that I well, I mean, there are other you know headliners that or bands that played in other stages. Um, yeah, Metall- oh, Paul yeah. McCartney. <laughs> uh, that was probably. I would have worked the ACL just to, you know, just so I could see Paul McCartney way in the back. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm curious how many people bought wristbands to go to ACL just to see. That. Oh, I, like him alone. I wonder how many sales they got. Mm. It's funny. Cause, uh, um, I mean, everyone knows a Beatles song, right? It doesn't matter how, how old you are. Um, but we were, we were in the back, like way in the back and Paul's playing, you know, some new songs, some, you know, Beatles songs. And it's, so at the other stage, all the way across Zilker, Odessa is playing, which I guess a DJ duo or something. Very, very, very popular I, group. I don't know. So, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of teens, a lot of younger generation like that music. And this three girls was walking behind us and two of them, we're trying to hurry. It's like, oh my god, let's, um, let's let's you know, let's let's go, Odessa stage, blah blah blah. He's he's about to finish, and this girl, she was she was probably sixteen, seventeen, and she she stopped like on her tracks, look at her friends who wanted to go to Odessa, like. Paul McCartney's playing Blackbird on acoustic guitar right now. <laughs> Where are you guys going? 
Good for her. She was raised well. Yeah, yeah. she was. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I did not. I missed that part. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was a it was a fun uh, fun weekend. One. Let's see, Hosier. Oh, that, oh did man, I, I like him. That's probably my highlight. Yeah. Um, when I saw that he was playing our stage, and I I told uh, I told Dusty, which is you know. Dusty Kratz has been in our podcast that uh, if I want I want I want to direct the Hosier set, so he played twice weekend one and weekend two, which is pretty cool. Did he wear? Did he play that cherry wine song? He didn't play cherry wine. He didn't. No, I feel like he probably doesn't play that very often. It's a sad I mean, song. Yeah, it's just the message of the song, yeah. which I mean, it needs to be. No, it needs to heard. be. Yeah, it, well, yeah. it does, but he probably doesn't want to like play it too much because it'll lose its lose its power. Um. But yeah, it was uh, weekend two. Instead of Nelly, it was Little Wayne. Would you? What? Hold. Oh, what did you think? Okay. What did you think of the Carter? Um, Jay Z. No. Who's Carter? His, who's is, his current DJ? Yeah, the Carter. Carter Five. Yeah. What's well, his new album? Right. Yeah. I just call him the Carter because I figured that's probably what he probably calls himself. He, since he names all his albums. I now. told you I got a fist bump from his DJ. No yeah. way. Yeah. Well, not the because we filmed him and In Bloom in Houston. Oh right, right, right. right? Yeah. yeah. I just want to say that because I'm a pretty cool dude. You're a cool dude. He it's chose me and was like, I'm going to fist bump that guy. Yeah. And I said, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Fist bump. One thing I got to say, though, there's one act, weekend one and weekend two. This is DJ. Her name's Rez. Yeah. You've heard you, you've heard of her? No. No. Brian, do read? I need to? Uh, no. Well, after that, after so, filming. <laughs> so, um, her... Tour manager said, "Oh, we can't have we can't we can't have any cameras in the pay. We just want one lockdown shot of the wide in front of the house camera." Yeah, I was like, "Was she is she, is she that big? Is she popular?" I'm sorry, but it's just any other DJ DJ music I've ever. Oh uh, yeah. man, she had glasses that she had, spiraled with lights. That's it. That's that's the gimmick. That's a gimmick. That's a bummer. Um. But there's one band that really impressed me the first week. This band from the UK. It's like a punk rock. Is it who I think it is? Who is it? Is Young Young Blood? Blood? Yeah, Young Blood, yeah. Are they pretty good? Young, oh man, Young Blood spell it Y U N G B L E D. I had to watch them. Like go back and watch all their stuff after I filmed. Because oh really? Oh yeah, that's cool. They this guy was like punk rock version of like Young. His inner- um, Mick Jagger. Mm. His energy level, or I guess their energy level, yeah. uh, maintained yeah. the entire time. This is phenomenal. Oh, the guy was mm. back and forth running. Running. Then he played again weekend two, but the yeah. night the night before weekend two, they played in Houston, and I think he broke his foot or leg. Mm. So when he showed up for weekend two, they had to get him a um, wheelchair from walmart so and i was like oh i mean how how is he gonna perform it was he's i mean he he probably had the most energy he was the most dynamic he, front man singer of con- all the bands yeah constantly runner. running back and forth yeah. between left and right side of the stage yeah all like mm. the entire time then we were non-stop. like well how, how's he gonna perform then he showed up with a cast it's all pink because that, that's kind of the, the the color of their you know the band and the look yeah, it's whatever. like black and neon pink are yeah. the colors then Someone rolled him in, 
and he just started you know, start cussing like what's up austin they're like how's how's this gonna be a i mean fun show or whatever then he <laughs> so he had the guy rolling him like in and out of stages and just running and then one, <laughs> one, one one part of the stage and like you know like pushing him push pulling him all across the stage and at one point he tried to, he got off and was like jumping up and down one leg <laughs> yeah he, yeah it was, it was pretty it was, it was pretty funny for me because i've since i filmed the first weekend but didn't work the second weekend and i see these instagram videos of this guy in a wheelchair i'm like i know that's not like a i was like whoa what happened so i was trying to put the like connect the, the dots story, i'm like yeah. in one week he somehow broke a leg or a foot and yeah. is in a in a wheelchair already but didn't stop the his performance stop, whatsoever. Please don't stop the music, as they say. No. Well, boys. But yeah, it's been a good. It's been a good week. Couple weeks. Good. Good. So good catching up. Good. Very good catching up. I do want to say it's getting a little spicy in here, but it's cold outside. It, baby, Holy. it's cold outside. It's like twenty-one degrees. I know. It was eight. It was ninety. <laughs> I think it was ninety-one or ninety-two yesterday <sighs> at the high. And today the low was what forty four. Yeah. yeah. It's right. cold. It's good though. Cold, cold, just like these beers we're drinking. These beers yeah. we're drinking. What are we drinking right now, boys? Drinking Axis IPAs. A little warm why, up. Why beer. are we drinking these Axis IPAs? <laughs> I thought that was a question. Why are we well, drinking? <laughs> let me just say really quick that you. I, I always know what we're drinking. I did. You guys know you can go to Fly Right Chicken. Substitute your drink on your combo meal. <laughs> Substitute your burger to with alcohol. <laughs> Substitute the drink for 50 cents and get a tall boy real axis IPA. I 50 cents. I can even one up you. Last time that Jeff and we were hanging out and Jeff said, hey, Ryan, bring over a six pack of Lone Star if you don't mind. I was already in the, the fly right drive through. I was like, hey, can I get a six pack of Lone Star <laughs> while I'm here? <laughs> said, yeah. Wait, wait, they have six packs? Yeah, you can just buy as many beers as you want to. So I, I didn't even have to go to the I, gross gas station on the way home. And it's good chicken. I oh, just yeah. Want oh, it's give, great chicken. I just want to give them a plug. You know, they deserve it for it's, that. It's, 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 it's like the, Chick-fil-A, but better. You probably go to when, the one up here, though, right? Yeah, the new one that's over yeah. on Burnett. Yeah. I go to the one over on, like, East 7th all the time. I would if it was closer. But, yeah. But just the fact that they all, like, I respect Best, people that offer that. Yeah. It's, they're not there to make a ton of money on you and your beer. No. They want to give you delicious chicken. Maybe make a little bit, little bit of money on it. But it's like, hey, this is a tall boy. It's like if you if it's noon on a Saturday and it's your day off and you're you know eating some fly right chicken, you want to drink a beer because it's your day off. That's your right. And they don't get to stop you. Exactly. Get Dude. to work. Get that spicy chicken, some, some jalapenos on there. You know what I'm saying? The best chicken sandwich, yeah. Did you, did you guys get that reference? I started to, yeah. Um, yeah, it's used to, used to be Chick-fil-A for me. <laughs> then uh, Fly Right came along. Like, oh, my God, yeah. they're open on Sundays? Let's do a little plug for Fly Right. Fly Right, all of the deliciousness and all of the greatness of Chick-fil-A with none of the... Um, homophobia. Homophobia, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gaunt that was right. That was right. Right? <laughs> yeah. That should be yeah. their that should be their tagline for the restaurant. Yeah, right. And they're open on Sundays. Yes, they are. So you and, don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, and they love gays, so 
and they don't love Trump, probably. God. This has been somewhat of a political uh, episode. Dude, I bet you Elton Chick-fil-A voted for Trump. I bet they did. Can they vote as a as a franchise? Hey, you, <laughs> you know who would hate Trump? Man named Rust Cole. Oh, yeah. That is true. <laughs> Ryan would have transitions here. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying. I'm, I'm I know you are. I'm yeah. strings here, guys. Good thing <laughs> you, you mentioned the name because I was going to say a lot of names. <laughs> Good thing. I didn't know it was your turn. Who's Rust Cole? Uh, I'm confused. Rust Cole is a character in a little TV, a little HBO TV show. Little Jeff? HBO TV show entitled True Detective. Talking about just season one. Just season one. Stick to season, season one. one. Do not go past season one. The one that counts. The, uh, the um, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey yeah. led. The triumphant. An eight hour epic. anthology epic. Magnificent. Perfect. A masterpiece. A masterpiece. Of paid for television. Yeah. So that is the featured entertainment for episode 39 which the we just we yep the first time yeah okay 39 uh, I, I looked I it up mention, today. i forgot to mention it in the beginning of the podcast this will be our 20th episode since may that's a very specific stat yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it would almost been our, our 20th episode in a row is this our yeah. second tv series or yeah well we, we did, did uh stranger things that's it though yeah, mm-hmm. but we did one and two. Yeah, but, I know. But we haven't. For some reason, I feel like we've done Game of Thrones, but oh, not yet. Man. Well, we, we did have a whole episode yeah. where we basically talked about. Man, these things start that. blending together yeah. after a while. All right, so so the only one to talk about season one. The year is 2015, and Nick, what's his last name? Pizzolato. 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 A literature teacher. An unknown. author, pretty much ma- unknown. Yeah, wrote a almost five hundred page script for an eight hour dr- crime drama, and it's. I mean, for me, it's one of the best TV shows. Agree, Ryan. I've never been the same. Yeah, ever since I watched it, I've always been. Matthew McConaughey fan. That's not true. Not always, but whenever he, but when his resurgence started, I was, say, I was like, "All right, man, I, I like McConaughey. I think he's all right." And then I saw this, and I knew McConaughey's not a regular human being. No, he gets. You're it. like, this isn't this isn't Sahara. Yeah, no, <laughs> this isn't fool's gold. I love me some, I love me some Sahara, but that's a different Matthew Dude, McConaughey. He's not. This isn't How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. <laughs> this is True Detective, and I remember hearing about this show and being like, I don't know about that. You know, Woody Harrelson and Matthew I mean, McConaughey doing like a serious crime drama, and then I saw it, and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. It's and I uh, was in love. But anyway, so it's true detective, and we have two beers that that were gonna be. Well, we already had a, had some of the first first beer, Axis IPA from mm-hmm. Real Ale Brewing, 
Um, I picked this beer solely of the graphic of the antlers, the horns, the horn. Yeah, because this is a good IPA. Yeah, I like I like this IPA. Um, packed with tropical fruit and citrus notes from Eureka, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have ever seen, I mean, True Detective, that's terrible. There's, there's a big uh, there's a big theme. Yeah. About horns and bodies being put on, yeah. with horns. So I picked this one, and also. Normally, we would warm up with a very specific Texas beer Mm -hmm. that we've all known, you know, I mean, we're very, very familiar with this beer. Bud Light. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bud Light Lime. I used to love Bud Light Lime. Shout out, (laughs) shout out Jacksonville Beach, (laughs) 20, uh, 2002. (laughs) Same year as my G. Yeah. Uh, But... This beer has a very significant meaning and part of True Detective Season 1. Ryan, what is the featured... It's not craft beer, but... It's the it's the only choice for Russ Cole yeah. on his day off when he gets to drink at noon. Because <laughs> nobody right. gets to tell him what to do exactly. on his days off. Uh, we're drinking Lone Stars. Tall boys. Tall boy Lone Stars. Um, the drink of choice. Of many. The official. Money, many a great people. The official beer of Texas. Uh-huh. Yes. The national beer of um, Texas. Oh, the national beer of Texas. Because Texas is their own nation. Uh, so Nick Pizzolato wrote this amazing an- anthology and... But we can't forget who was the director. Um, yeah. The new James Bond director. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. What a, what a talent, man. I wish I had that name. It's such a badass name. You can change your name. You can just go to the courthouse. Legally yeah. change it. Say Carrie, I want to change Car- my name to Carrie Fukunaga. I mean, and, and the white judge would be like, oh, you look like one of those. Hey, oh, that's a little racist, Jeff. <laughs> you just stereotyped. Yeah, you just stereotyped white people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. So I'm not going to make an excuse. I blame it on Trump. Um, so Karen Joji Fukunaga, which he has is he has that limited series on Netflix, Maniac. Yeah, I finished it. Did you guys watch it? I, I Not yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I watched the first uh, episode. I really, I really liked it. Okay. That's good. I That's really, good to hear. really liked it. Um, so this, so True Detective is a, like I said, anthology where every season is different, mm-hmm. which I felt. I mean, I don't know if this is true, but maybe it's a lot easier to lure or talk to A-list actors to be, hey, I got this TV show. You, you don't need to be tied into three, four seasons. It's an anthology, one season, you're done regardless of the outcome. And uh, I heard that Matthew McConaughey um, met with Nick, the, the, the creator director, and he wanted, um, he wanted McConaughey to read for Harrelson's role. But when once McConaughey was reading the script and he's like, 
wait. I wanna. I cannot wait about this. This Russ Cole guy. Cole. <laughs> so I guess he 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 uh, he ended up getting Russ Cole instead of a uh, of a uh, Woody Harrelson's role, which is I guess it's it's it turned out. I mean, I mean Russ Cole's like one of the most interesting characters, like in anything. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a strange, weird. Yeah detective who turns into this like wild redneck that just like spouts pieces of philosophy yeah. and 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 poetry it's before we get too I deep love it. yeah let me just grab these tall boy lone stars um what's the line he says whenever he's sitting there and he asks for his beer before he wants to like rhino us <laughs> He said, now I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get me a six-pack of Lone Star and I'm going <laughs> to sit here and I'm going to drink them because it's my day off. And I start drinking on noon at my, on my day off. And you boys don't get to stop that even if you're asking me questions. I feel like I've heard you say God. these lines before, what? Ryan. Oh, Can, just in real life? Yeah. 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 I was going to say, <laughs> part of me believes that would be you. Yeah. Like if you oh, accidentally yeah. stepped on set and you took over his spot and they were like waiting yeah. for McConaughey to get in there, they would have been like, oh shit, we got our person. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Matthew, you're out. I connect on a deeper level to Russ Cole than I do a lot <laughs> of characters. That and uh, uh, Casey Affleck from Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Dark heroes. Uh, so... I mean, there's. I don't think there's any explanation. It's Lone Star. Oh, <laughs> Lone Star, the national. We've had this. Texas. We've had this a few times on yeah. the, the podcast, but this, this is, is our the first time. This right? is the. So, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna switch up our our pop the top. You do speech that. a little bit. We're gonna throw in some True Detective references real quick. Um. Go ahead, Ryan. Let me think for just a second. All right. When you're drinking Lone Star. Hold on. <laughs> and it's your day off. When you're drinking Lone Star and it's your day off. There's a lot of bad things going on in your life. And there's a lot of darkness in this life. But there's a little bit of light. And buddy, the light is always winning. <laughs> God, that's perfect. Hold on. What was I going to say next? Oh. When I'm drinking Lone Star, I don't sleep. I just dream. So, <laughs> if you're ready to to drink, now's the time to pop that top. While we guys are drinking that, <sighs> I gotta play this. I I learned how to love this band, by the way, just because this music. Mm-hmm. So this is a theme song for True Detective season one, and probably the best opening credits I've ever seen in a TV show. You guys should just watch it. Just, just go to YouTube and just watch the. The opening sequence. Well, you know who did the music, right? Some, um, something family band? 
Oh no, I'm talking about like who the music was like produced by. T Bone. T Bone Burnett. And who else? What other movie T Bone Burnett worked highly on? Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. Oh brother, where art thou? He also wrote um, Crazy Heart. He wrote the song that won the Oscar, so he's actually got his own Oscar. All right, let's get into this. What a beaut! So I, I, I don't have my phone, but I want to talk about my favorite line out of that movie. Or the show. There's a line where they're talking about they're going to meet. They're going to where like that church was, that traveling church. And he's talking to Matt. Matt or, uh, um. I, I don't. I, I'm not gonna be able to remember the line specifically, but he says, he's like, he's like, or uh, Woody Harrelson's like. Do you not believe in God? And then Matthew McConaughey <laughs> turns to him and looks at him and he goes, If you need a God to tell you the rules and tell you that... If somebody needs someone to tell them the rules and tell them that stealing and murdering is wrong, then brother, that person is already a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of scared to do the log lines for this one. But I feel like we should do it. We need to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what, Ryan? You're gonna start. Oh, am I starting us off? You're fresh, fresh off of a film, New York Film Fest. All the log lines that you've read. The fest so nice. They named it twice. Yeah. All right. Did you eat Sparrow Pizza though? <laughs> no. Shit. I sent you that picture from yeah. Time. Oh, they also had an Olive Garden in, in Times Square. Of course they did. And a Buca de Beppo. God, <laughs> local New York man. I would just eat at one of those places every day. I know. Right. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. So, anyways, all right. Log line, my turn. I'll go. Three, two, one. And sorry. Uh, three, two, one, go. Two mismatched detectives hot on the trail of a mysterious murder spend their time trying to solve a murder and in the meantime find find themselves bonding over things that they never saw. That was 20 seconds. Wow. That's all I need, baby. I got the inspiration on my... Yeah, baby. I'm going to go second. Because I know Brad has the best one coming up. <laughs> yeah, you know how I do. Um, this is going to be just a bunch of words. That's what usually sentences are. Yeah. <laughs> do this. Um, yeah, drink that Lone Star. Channel that. I have eaten anything today. <laughs> Jeez. Feeling, All right. Feeling a little rusty coal right now. Rusty coal. Already? Wait, what was your first sentence? Don't worry about that. Mm-mm. No, Fuck. just go for it, dude. All right, here we go. I didn't get any help. All right, 
Three, two, one, go. When a naked body would antlers show up next to a tree, two Louisiana cops are tasked to solve a, a mystery and crime that extends far beyond what everyone can comprehend. Wow, yeah. right when the buzzer happens. Good job. <laughs> Brad, you ready? Or do you want your phone back? Just gonna, I'm just going to look up all your nudes. Dude, you can't though. <laughs> are, they, are they in a fault? Got apps. Three. Hold on one second. Two, one, go. Whoa, 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 go, whoa, whoa, go, 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 go. In a rural Louisiana town, two detectives find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery and in doing so, build a relationship while solving, while, while <laughs> dealing with a puzzle that they might not be able to solve. Oh, good one, Brad. I think the O is making it sound good, so yeah. thanks, guys. All right. I think we're... I would say Brad is probably the closest. Let me let me check IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, thought, I felt pretty good about <laughs> mine. I don't know if mine's... A, I do have to say, when you said your... <laughs> when you said yours, I just pictured someone with antlers like, showing <laughs> like a nude body with antlers. Yeah, you didn't say it was a net, you never like said a dead body. You never said it was a dead body. Like so. a drunk dude naked with <laughs> antlers. You're like, hey, what man. A, you said what a body with antlers shows up. I felt pretty good about mine, but I might yeah. just have had a little bit extra drink tonight. <laughs> sometimes, oh, the, sometimes the drinking helps, right? Yeah, it helps with the confidence. I, I think the 32nd time limit's helped because yeah. it forces me to decide on what I'm going to say. So. All right. I... Okay, we got. I gotta pick the. I feel like this is gonna. We're all gonna be like, oh. So IMDb doesn't have it broken down in seasons. So I'm gonna go. Ooh, yeah, cause somewhere that's... else, and you guys can fill in this gap of okay. me looking well, at stuff. We, well, we really just... need to start rating this like right after we. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. But hey, well, so. Yeah, so let's talk about season two is trash. That's the thing. Let's get that out of the way right now. Yeah. The expectations after season one to season two. I actually found myself rating season two higher for a while because I wanted it to be good, and it wasn't. Like not like because it was good, but I just found yeah. myself like so disappointed. So well, and like you, we talked about Alfonso Cuarón a little bit earlier, and we talked about Children of Men, which was Jeff Spike sex, but man talk about one of the greatest long oh. takes in a, in anything ever was it's, yeah what was that like episode four the, the yeah so and that and that's what i'm Ooh. gonna get at did you guys i was into the series from first episode oh i was too but was it episode four that really just like episode four changed everything right oh absolutely or yeah. for me it did that's and i feel like when i talked to a few other people that was the episode where there was like it took you from this level where you're like, this is great, to like, this is one of the like, best series I've seen. Oh, you know, I, th I think it, yeah, it changed it to, yeah. What? It was, 
it was that moment that just took you from okay, I'm watching I'm watching something that's really entertaining to me yeah. to I'm watching something seriously special. Like we're well, we're seeing something that's not like anything. And, uh, All right, you got Jeff. Um, I I I I went to Rotten Tomatoes. It's kind of like it's kind of like a logline, but it's more of a description. But I'll do it anyway. Okay. So I'm an American. When a bot, naked body with handlers. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, start knocking the door. What up, honey? There's a naked guy out there with antlers. <laughs> New Orleans native and novelist Nick Pizzolatto wrote and created this crime drama that focuses on a pair of homicide detectives in Louisiana and and a trail of murder, mayhem, and mystery that spans 17 years. Ooh, okay. That doesn't really say much, but that's okay. Well, I am curious about the, um, how do you feel the series would have went if it wasn't set in Louisiana? Do you feel like it'd be completely different? Do you feel like the Louisiana part, like that was like, that that was a huge part of it because there's that like folklore of like Louisiana where like things are a little darker, things are a little more mysterious. Like it's, it's almost, It's it's almost got like a very like supernatural vibe to it. And it's because of like all the, like the voodoo stuff here, like the old, like crossroads stuff. Like there's almost this like mystery to Louisiana still, and I'm I was kind of that's I actually like I feel like that was the main not the main part but that was like one of the big things when you first watch this yeah. you're like there's it's there's such a mystery to it and you're like this well, like even like when you hear like the Yellow King and everything like yeah that, yeah yeah you like you picture this in your mind and you're like it can be anything you know as, as, there's there's yeah. still that wonder to it. And I don't feel like in any other state that would really work. As soon as you like, as soon as you see like moss hanging from trees in swamp area, it's the the location for this TV show is definitely um, as much as I mean as as important as you know Russ Cole or um, Woody Harrelson's character. So right. It 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 really kind of painted the the tone yeah. of a, of a, of the show, and um, I I I felt like a, I mean, on the surface, it looks like a, you know, a buddy cop show. It's like a, but there's so much yeah. more to it. You have a guy who um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, the guy who is basically oh, so, so this is what I think. So we have Woody Harrelson and McConaughey. They're two detectives. They're partners, and they're trying to investigate these these murders or homicides that they think it's part of something, you know bigger and uh one thing i like about how this show um breaks i mean it i guess breaks the formula of tv crime show is for me it's more the trajectory of the two of them from the beginning to the end and not necessarily the ending of of uh, of the show uh so, which I, I mean, we could talk about it as far as the ending. Yeah. Um. But for me, it was more like the story of these two guys. One of them being, 
um, who both of them is very wounded internally. Oh yeah, but on different ends of the yeah. spectrum. But Woody too. Harrelson is is the the character who yes I you know I'm I I have issue I have I have, I have demons I'm battling with yeah, but he's very you know what the world is. It, it can get better. The world, yeah. It, yeah. Then you have Russ Cole, which is basically um, saying that the world is fucked up, that we should not exist. Yeah. Um, we're programmed to just be, to, to just follow orders and all this stuff. So basically he's a oh uh, pessimist. Yeah. And what's so beautiful yeah. about that is they end up finding a common ground. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and also really quickly before we... We rate this film. I want to say that I think the female characters in this show are highly under, like, underrated or underappreciated. Because Michelle Monaghan, yeah, I love her. Like, I think she's great. And then Alexandra Daddario. You I know, mean, what's, what's like, the, she's one of the best young actresses working today. What's the, the ironic part about season one and season two about female actors? Season one. Yeah, it's very. They have underrated female actors, and I felt like for season two, they tried to flip the script on that. Nick, uh, what? Well, Nick, I guess I don't know. Maybe people telling him, oh, he can't. season one was amazing, but I don't think he can write a a a, a powerful role for a female female lead, which he did with um, Rachel McAdams. But yeah. I think like he lost all like his magic and lost focus that he had for season one to season two well and when you make a show that's that successful and that's highly like highly rated yeah i mean it's got to be especially when you haven't really done anything like that before it's got to be just crazy the pressure and i know like they gave him like a timeline and they're like it has to be done by this point yeah. so what do you guys think about the ending were you oh, disappointed I- or, no, I absolutely loved oh, yeah. the ending. The ending was yeah, perfect to the yeah to this, for that season. Boy, and the lights are winning. I was telling Ryan, it's for me. It was more of the journey towards that that got totally me. yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I, I I compare True Detective to Breaking Bad. Um, one thing that really struck. Um, me is uh, a lot of movies, TV shows, which I, I I think True Detective is like an eight hour movie in our film. Oh yeah, if it, it honestly for an eight hour movie and somewhere to where to be like you have to go watch this in four parts. Yeah, I would do it exactly. And I would absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, just this idea of a lot of movies. It's either the the protagonist is good. Or bad, but for True Detective, Ruskell, Ruskell, and for you know, is comparing it to Walter White. The protagonist is in between of being really good and really bad, really good and really evil, which it's in a very messed up way. I feel like it, people relate more to dark. Well, I th- I think that's dark true. protagonists like that. But in Breaking Bad, you always knew what Walter White's motive was. Mm-hmm. And so you always were like, okay, I understand like where he's coming from, but how is he going to do it? But with True Detective, the way that they did Russ Cole was, 
you didn't know like like had he yeah. just lost his mind or what like what what's you know like what's his end game here because he was so smart that you knew that it probably wasn't calculated well, I mean, but it's, he was it's, crazy enough too that you were like well maybe he just lost his no. mind and like he's you know well, he's, the, like all this is bullshit like the fact that you know he he lost his uh his daughter and i think that that was what really shaped him to be a realist he said but i was like what he said yeah i'm a realist but in philosophical term i'm a pessimist <laughs> uh so i think that's uh one i think the if like if, if you can have a character that people can cheer for or hate at the same time mm-hmm. i think you got yourself a pretty good yeah. movie or tv show and uh and it it worked well with Woody Harrelson's character, which is just the guy who's like, dude, you know, just chill. I mean, not everything is in the world's bad. That whole which was just the, the formula for, you know, a a, a, a buddy cop kind mm-hmm. of show or, or movie. Absolutely. The first line in the show is you don't get to pick your partner and you don't get to pick your family. Yeah. I watched the first episode again today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that stuck out to me. I was like, that's nice. Super nice. I mean, the I, I hats off to the writing and, you know, and direction. Because they never, they never. Um, they never got along. But um, <laughs> they did a which damn is, yeah, good I mean, job. Which, I guess the whole the main dynamic of of, uh, of of the whole show like two grumpy old men just you know now nev- they never got along there's no they hated each other at the end but oh in, in a movie they're like best friends now it's just they started like they were they didn't get along the end of, end, end of the series they still didn't get along yeah. <laughs> but the um, passage but they, of time but they understood each other yeah. and that, that's what's more important than anything um because I think, like, I think you can go through life and you can say, okay, well, I might not completely agree with this person, but like, the beauty in life is like understanding where those people come from. I love dark. I, I mentioned or like dark heroes. Yeah, you love the and dark you love night, and you love crime. I love crime. That's I'm, like your. F- you love committing crime, well, dude. I, I've seen nine, so, all nine seasons of Forensic Files on Netflix. So. <laughs> So knowing that, how did so when you first saw it, like what was your feeling that you experienced when you first started watching the series? When I first saw, I knew it was going to be a a crime drama, who done it type of deal. But this is, but when I saw that dead body with antlers, not just a body showed up with antlers, a dead body with antlers, that one frame, like with the tattoo in the back, yeah. I said, like, "Oh shit! What was, is this?" But the feeling you get during that is that like some of the highest high you feel, when in, ter- in terms of film, like you know, like when, when you, you know there's such a mystery that you well, you get you you, okay. Well, you mean because as, as, just, as, as an just, audience or as a yeah from an audience standpoint? Because okay. I feel like and I just know that you watch a lot of crime TV uh-huh. and crime movies, and like you, that is one of your big things, right? And like when you watch a show like this, my only thing. <laughs> you watch something like this and it's it's giving you everything you want yeah but probably more like you got experience like 
because it was you know it's one of those things where it's like you when you experience that you're like you want more of it yeah you want it to keep going right yeah forever and, yeah. yeah and it's like because it's one of those seasons when it's done you're like gosh it's like any you know yeah. some of these great seasons that we watch you know whether it's breaking bad game of thrones or you're like itching for more and i'm, I'm yeah. curious if it was like i did kind of wanted more from true detective from the actual the entire yeah um but i like the pacing of it's it, it i mean it definitely um catered to formulas of a classic crime drama mm-hmm. you know show but at the same time it broke it broke a lot of ground yeah. as well but be, be, be in fiction because you do watch a lot of um non-fiction yeah you know non-fiction what do you crime? mean like in terms of being not you know like being forensic fiction. files yeah you watch a lot of you know non-fiction like documentary crime thrillers or whatever you want to say oh yeah a lot of, ser- I'm saying, a lot of serial killers i just like know how, that you watch realistic was it oh okay that's the, okay that's yeah the, well um it okay it's it's yeah it's close to what it's it's fiction but it could pass as i mean if someone slapped like based on based on true story i would be yeah totally it would i would believe it that's the that's the good thing. Yeah, I thought was it was very believable. Yeah, yeah. So and it was for me, which is a big thing when it comes to to crime thrillers for me. And it really is. It's yeah. like I got to be, I got to believe it. Yeah, I don't have to feel that way with every genre, but that's one of the genres I need to and feel. I mean, they, hmm. they 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 Nick and the whole crew, Fukunaga, they knew how to move the plot forward without telling you what's about to happen. Specifically, that scene where they found out that there were like kids or young girls that were being, you know, abused, and but at the same time, they need to take this guy to question him because they can probably help. They he can help him catch the Yellow King or yeah. But it's Woody Harrelson's character being a dad. That really, you know, um, that whole, that emotion of I have kids and I cannot, this guy cannot be walking yeah. this planet. So, would make sense. He, he, he killed the guy. Spoiler. <laughs> he killed the guy. I mean, which he needed to, he, I mean, he needed to die to move the plot forward. Because yeah. if, if, yeah. So, it's like little sh- shit like that. And also, like, passage of time to where they did not... They didn't need to tell you. They didn't. They they didn't need to put dates on scenes because right. it, it kept going back from ninety five in in two thousand and twelve. But the the style that they did it and you yeah. already knew just from like seeing the image, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Just the dialogue alone and the direction, you knew exactly yeah. that it's just hopping back um, in time, which is. Yeah, boys. Season three uh, trailer is out, so you guys can check it out. Don't don't even bother season two. No, skip it. Hey, let's rate this, rate these beers, and rate this movie. Unless Brad, you got something to add? Yeah, Vince Vaughn's in season two though. So if you're a Vince (laughs) Vaughn fan, just go watch season two. (laughs) Oh my god, I forgot about that. (laughs) Colin, that was his. And Rachel Jamaica Adams. Yeah, Vince Vaughn though. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is pretty good in that season. I right. was, I had, I was very, I was hopeful for that. 
specifically for Vince Vaughn. And I was really hopeful for the season, yeah. so but we don't need it. that's another that could be a whole episode itself. But if so, yeah. If you like crime, mystery, that might be a drama. Fun epi- that might be a fun episode to like yeah. break down I mean, that. You, you guys need to watch True Detective. Seriously, yeah. it's HBO. All right. And you, if you don't, it's if not you don't TV, have, it's HBO. And real quick, what's if you don't have HBO, just call up Dwight right now. Yeah, and, there and you do, go. I, Ryan has all the the accounts. And I want to say though, being on HBO, the fact that they release their episodes slowly, right? Yeah, it's it that does build the suspense a lot more, yeah. right? Because it's back to old, like the way TV was. Well, originally. it's nice, and because what they do too is like what as soon as they start playing the episode on TV, they release it on the app too. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, I can be watching. Like, you don't feel like you're behind but, anybody else. But I kind of respect HBO in a way now where they release, they still keep up with yeah. releasing their uh, episodes yeah. like that versus Netflix, Amazon, and all of them. They throw uh, their all yeah. their seasons, which I like them for that reason. Yeah. But it's like, it gives me a variety to work with. So. Um, oh, totally. Before we rate this, I was, I'm going to give everyone, this a, a, uh, a, a little cool fact about the film, which is a very, it's probably one of the most pivotal scenes in entire series which is Russ Cole's interrogation scene where he was making he was drinking Lone Star and making uh the little man, man yeah man, from the Tin Can yeah, yeah tin from can man. so uh, that scene went on it, it was was it, it was pretty much in every episode right I yeah. think so yeah so he did that scene in one day <laughs> 20 almost 30 pages of straight monologue <laughs> and at one point uh crew was saying okay we need to we, we can we can stop here and pick it up and kind of said nope no one's no one's going home <laughs> we're finishing this right now hell yeah because that's the mcconaughey way yeah so all right you know all right all right all right all right all right all right, all right. give it to us Give give it to us straight. True Detective, Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Axis IPA. Which is our drinking beer. Yeah, that that, that was our uh, warm up beer. By real is that real ale? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghost pepper. Oh, really? Damn, you give it six out of ten? Yeah, Jesus, Jeff. It's still good. No, you you do what you want to. All right. Lone Star. Lone Star has a his part of my life. It's not it's not it's not about the taste anymore for Lone Star. Mm-mm. This is a lifestyle. I'm gonna get Lone Star. This is the the best cheap beer. That anyone can drink. I'm gonna give it Carolina Reaper. Hell yeah! Woo woo! Mmm. Woo! All right. Do you want to go, Brad? Or you want me to? You can go. Or right. I can go. It's whatever. So I'm gonna give True Detective season one Spice X. I like. Fresh. I don't know that the, there's not a TV show out there that I enjoy more than this one. Cheers, not about cheers. <laughs> not even the show Cheers. Um, not even Alf. Not especially not Alf. 
Um, and then Axis IPA. Tr- Trinidad Scorpion. And then uh, Lone Star. I mean, how can you shit on Lone Star, man? You can't. It's great. It's a great drinking beer. I'm going to give it a Caroline Reaper <laughs> as well. Scott. Okay. I need to start going first. Oh, man. Oh, Brad's going to ruin this for us. No, I'm not going to ruin it. No. No, I, just, I, feel, I find myself following you guys a lot. And, like, I've, I already decided, like, a long time ago. But By the I'm way, actually, this is the Lone Star Texas Trophy Hunters Association Edition, which you can only get in every gas station in Texas. It's the only tall boys to go with. It's the only beer you need to go with whenever you're not drinking craft beer. And that being said, True Detective, season one, it's my first ever. I'm going to give it a Spice X for sure. Oh, yeah. Two Spice X's in one yeah. episode? This is, I think yeah. that's the first time ever. I think in season uh, episode four solidified that for me. Mm-hmm. The, that, that that episode still to this day that six minute wonder the, the the oh yeah 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 so fuck season two um <laughs> i was i was that actually made me mad season two kind of did yeah. but uh access ipa i'm gonna go oh, man we do a lot of ipa so i'm gonna go naga viper on axis okay. i like it okay. but what did you rate it ryan Trinidad. okay but man, Lone Star. I have to give Lone Star Carolina Reaper. Yeah, I have to. Carolina Reapers all yeah. around for Lone Star because we love it. I can't do a Spice X, but I'll give it Carolina Reaper. Yeah, nobody. Well, I don't think any beer's gotten the Spice X yes, yet, has it? Um, well, we haven't we haven't done Bud Light Bud Light Lime yet. So. <laughs> we did that. What's the lime one I did? The uh, Shiner Buck. That light. was close. Oh my God. Lime and salt, dude. That was close, right? That was pretty close. All right. Well, Brad, we're back. We are back. Hey, apologies for the delay. It's been a long time without, without you, my you, friends, Ben. But I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Glad to have you guys back. Glad to be back in the Spicy Boy Studio. Brad, will you do the honors? Watch True Detective season one. Season one. Skip season two. Keep listening to Spicy Boys. Stay tuned for episode 40. That is it for us. Thank you for listening. Spicy Boys out.